back by no one's demand but our own and from our home office here in the Gulch in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Buck Rising here with you as always, except it's a late arriving edition. Uh, typically, we go on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, today is obviously Friday if you are getting this in your podcast feeds, uh, but we decided to postpone the Thursday episode for the purposes of the NBA draft uh, and to have uh, my friend Madeline Burke from Sports Illustrated. She was there at the Barclays Center covering the draft. Uh, She will be on with me momentarily to recap last night's events in New York City. Of course, everybody knows the name Zion Williamson, Ja Morant, now headed to the Memphis Grizzlies. But we will will chat for some time with Madeline Burke uh, coming up and then... Uh, We have a special announcement here on the 615 Sessions in terms of what kind of content we will be bringing you next week. Uh, It's it's a very special scenario, a special case uh, that will probably not happen again and could be disastrous in its ongoings, but it is exciting uh, in theory. So we will talk about that after the show, or not after the show, after Madeline Burke. Uh, But without further ado, let's get to Madeline. Back here on the 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Buck Rising here with you on this Friday, joined by my friend Madeline Burke, host, reporter, TV personality, podcaster, uh, sports media superstar. You can check her out on Sports Illustrated and, of course, uh, working for the New York Giants at Madeline Burke on Twitter. How are you, my friend? Oh, my gosh. I'm so great. And it's uh, look at that resume. It makes Makes me sound so important. I love it. Uh, well, listen, I see you everywhere. You're an exceptional Instagram follow, by the way. Check her out <laughs> on uh, on Insta at Madeline Burke as well. Uh, you you are everywhere. You're talking to everybody. You seem to be in the mix uh, in all all things sports in terms of New York, uh, and you've been on every platform. It seems uh, during the NBA draft. I don't know. I don't know why you're willing to waste your time with our podcast here. I I can't believe that you're still standing. Honest to God. Content, content, content. Also, I do not know how I'm still standing as either. We were out. We did the draft show last night for the NBA draft and back at it doing a morning show this morning. But you know what? I, I love it. So, gotta gotta go with it. I hear you. Listen, it's it's hard. It's it's hard to remove yourself from the microphone. All of us gas bags know it to be so. <laughs> Uh, and so once, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun what we get to do. And so it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like a real job to the rest of the people, but God knows it's exhausting. And I can only imagine, uh, what your week has been like with the NBA draft there at the Barclays center last night and all the content that they've got you pumping out because of it. Uh, but you were here in Nashville for the NFL draft. I got the opportunity to meet you for the first time. Uh, and you were covering the NFL draft in April. You obviously worked the red carpet uh, for Sports Illustrated last night at the NBA draft. Uh, is there any difference for you in covering these kind of things, or is it just kind of, you know, same thing, different dress type situation? You know, it, it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously the scale of the NFL draft is just incomparable with the multi-day event that it is, and especially in Nashville this year, the streets being packed and flooded with that many people. I was just in awe especially once it started pouring down rain that people were so committed to being there and supporting the event. The NBA draft still does have a great fan turnout as well. Of course, it's a smaller event because there's only two rounds. There's, you know, 15 guys on an NBA roster as opposed to 53 on an NFL. Um, But yeah, you know what? It's still all these young, talented guys with great stories, 
realizing their dreams. And as we saw in the NBA draft last night, there was a lot of emotion involved as well. There was, you know, tears from Zion and from R.J. Barrett and, and just shock and awe when, you know, Cam Johnson got drafted at 11 overall. And there was just a lot of moments of just raw emotion as, as these guys really translate to the next chapter, which is what you see in no matter what sport when you're covering a draft. Yeah, I mean, the Nashville NFL draft is something we're particularly proud of, and it, it, we, we really shouldn't be because it just shows off our ability to get drunk and party and celebrate <laughs> picks. Uh, that is you know. a strong ability to have, though, Buck. Like, I literally shout out to Nashville for putting on <laughs> quite the party for the NFL. Yeah, we, we did it right. We're pretty proud of, uh, of what they were able to pull off here. Uh, in Music City, but uh, yeah, the the emotions of last night. I was I was caught off guard by how emotional I was watching Zion Williamson. We all knew that Zion was going to go number one. I mean, this was not yeah. something that hasn't been in the news cycle for months and months on end now. But like watching him up there with his mother, and I believe that was his little brother. Uh, after Maria Taylor was interview or when Maria Taylor was interviewing him after he was selected by the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that I got pretty emotional sitting here on my couch watching it like a loser by myself. Uh, I mean, so I can I only did, imagine how it feel, felt for him. Yeah, I did too. And also, you know, getting to know these guys over the last few days, you know, I talked to John Morant, who of course is headed to Tennessee, and Ja played AAU basketball with Zion. And then, of course, you know, R.J. Barrett and Zion are – our Duke teammates, and they both have very similar but very different views of who Zion is as a human. And Ja was always talking about how Zion was so shy when they were younger and would always kind of be clinging to his mother and kind of almost hiding behind his mother until he was needed to be in the team activities. And then he would always kind of run back and and, and be a little bit receded. And then once he got to college, he kind of came out of his shell. And R.J. Barrett has a little bit more of a you know, flamboyant, you know, personality uh, memory of Zion. Both of these guys also have nothing but positive things to say. But just to see, number one, hear these stories of his growth and development over the years, but also to just to see him have that moment with his mother, who clearly means so much to him, was really sweet. Yeah, it's it's the humanization of athletes, and it, I I really really I real it's it's one of my favorite things about sports. You know, it's it's tough for these guys, and I know people are kind of like, what do you mean it's tough for the multi-million dollar athletes? But I, they, they're treated as, as commodities almost. And so when you see those yeah. human moments and these, and these emotional uh, events that take place in their life for you know, millions and millions of us to see and consume as content, it's just, it brings it to a whole different level. And it's, it's one of my favorite things about getting to cover sports. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's really special. And, you know, these guys are just young kids realizing their dreams. And it's just, it's a really special moment. Yeah, I know you talked to a ton of these guys pre-draft for SI. Uh, who you, you and you mentioned Ja Morant and Zion Williamson. Is, is there anyone who stood out uh, the most to you in your time with them, or or was it the two headliners? Well, I mean, the headliners were great. I mean, Zion Williamson was fun to talk to. He also is very good at Connect Four, which I feel like is a trend lately. Saquon Barkley has recently said he's good at Connect Four. I really just kind of want to put together like an Athletes Connect Four tournament. I'm but trying to think I of the last time I played Connect Four. Seriously, I don't know. Maybe it's making a comeback. I don't know. Find it in Urban Outfitters somewhere. <laughs> um, but John Moran, of course, selected at number two. He's going to Memphis. He was really great to talk to because he's this very like laid back Southern guy. And I found it so interesting that he told me, he's like, you know, my dad used to just talk trash to me all the time and, and kind of just shoot him down. And Josh said he, he thrives on that negativity. 
But I asked him, I said, well, does positivity then make you complacent when people are complimenting you and telling you how great you are? And he said, no, because some guys who thrive on that negativity just need it. But he's like, I kind of need a balance of that positivity as well. And, you know, he got plenty of that, too, with that strong um, basketball IQ he has and, you know, being like those the the way he can see the court and and make passes and have that, you know, Pat Mahomes of basketball kind of no look pass vibe. Um, And then, you know, there were some other interesting guys, too, like Jarrett Culver. I thought it was really endearing. He and his mom speak sign language to each other uh, because he said there's so many moments sometimes when they're across the room or something like that. And they've just kind of always developed this this cute like bond uh, between each other and they can just communicate and he'll, you know, sign something to her. And I was doing an interview with him the other day and I noticed he was doing sign language. And I said, Can you do that? He's like, just with my mom, you know, it's just how we kind of stay in touch even when we're far away, like across the room. And I said, that's really sweet. So it was, uh, there was a lot of really nice moments uh, with some of these guys. That's fascinating. The sign language between Jarrett Culver and his mother. I, I hadn't seen that. And that's a bad job out of me. I should have done more research pre-interview uh, with you, <laughs> Madeline. But the, uh, and we'll talk about John Morant's dad later when we, uh, when we rate the drip from last night's NBA draft. Uh, there was plenty of uh, fantastic outfits, as there always is. But uh, Darius Garland from Vandy went fifth overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, I, I mean, Dylan Windler uh, of Belmont, who's just down the road, uh, went at the end of the first round to Cleveland as well. But Garland is somebody I know you spent a little bit of time with uh, before the draft took place. We, we really didn't get to know him here in Nashville because he only played five games at Vandy before he, uh, he had the season-ending injury and Vandy just kind of fell off the face of the earth in terms of in terms of competitiveness and it was you know a train wreck but we we won't we won't digress into that uh what were you able to glean from your time with Darius Garland yeah you know I think playing only five games is of course the headline with him and and that being such a story but the thing that I read off of him immediately is he's just very confident and composed and seems like a very mature young man and uh, just the way that he carries himself uh, it, it doesn't feel like he carries himself like he's about to be a rookie in the NBA. He kind of carries himself like he's got this confidence that he just understands he belongs, which I thought was a really interesting trait. And it's, you know, it's going to be difficult if people are already looking at the situation in Cleveland saying, hey, you know, the Cavs have a type with that small guard and how can he and Sexton play together two small guards? Is that going to work? And a lot of people aren't really thinking it is. Uh, but I think the personality type that he has is something that, uh, it, it, it will help in that situation, especially when you're hearing all this negativity and finessing into your rookie season in the NBA. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic for sure because both Sexton and Garland, you know, they require the ball in their hands to be able to make plays. I mean, they are true point guards in that sense, and so it'll be curious to watch that play out. But I, I've, I've kept you too long, Madeline, and so we have to get to our uh, my favorite portion of the show. Anytime we get the uh, the opportunity to critique the fashion. Uh, of professional athletics. It's my favorite thing. So we're going to do right the drip here, and we will start with Darius Garland in the white getup that he had on. Uh, your thoughts, scale of 1 to 10, rate the drip. Okay, Darius Garland I thought was very strong. I would give it uh, a 9. I thought the, the monk really? neck. Really? Yeah. See, because, you are, you know you, this, is, this is a hot take. You know why? Because first of all, this is in New York City. You got to come with this like kind of something different in New York City. Okay. Like I think in, in the rest of the, um, like if it was anywhere else, if it was in another city, I would say okay, maybe this is a little too extra. But I love. I am here for the extraness of the monk neck and the kind of linen drapey thing that looks like 
something out of like, I don't know, maybe an early Kanye or a trip to Jerusalem or something like that. But it was like very comfortable and stylish. I thought it was great. And I liked the color. I liked the kind of muted color tone of it. It was understated, but the cut was cool. I thought it was different and it was unique. It's definitely going to be something. It's not one of those timeless looks at all, but it's definitely going to be something that made a statement. And I'm here for a statement. See, I defer to you in, in terms of all things fashion, but I, I, I and I, I lack fashion sense completely and utterly, so I should not be the one critiquing these guys. But I, I was watching him last night. We, we got the, uh, the chance to speak to Darius before he headed up to New York, and he said, well, I have something that's kind of a suit, but not really a suit, and that, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. But I, I, I looked at him, and it looked like something that, like the first person I thought of was Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Like yeah. that's exactly what it looked like. That or a bathrobe, I couldn't decide. Or or like a suit that you would wear on like a Caribbean vacation. So yeah. it's like very loose and fitted, like resort wear chic. But hey, I'm not mad at it. I actually appreciate like the bravery and like the differing from uh, the norm. And there were some looks that differed that I was like, no, that one didn't quite work for you. Well, all the people on Twitter criticizing Darius Garland for his uh, for his style last night i guess madeline burke is telling you all that you're sheep and uh, hey, rightfully so <laughs> there you go you know what be bold be bold <laughs> all right john morant's dad speaking of bold he had the hat uh scale of one to ten rate the drip i'm gonna give that one like a five <laughs> <laughs> why why so harsh on pops no okay well because he's dad and you know how much he sacrificed let's get let's up him to like a 6.5 he was dressed like like a hater for sure like i looked at i looked at dad last night i'm just like okay i understand what you're talking about ja he was leaning in hard and that whole like pimp hat kind of situation i was like what no like the tilted over the eye i was like (laughs) no mm -mm." and also it was just so extra i'm like stop trying to steal his sunshine that, this is, he this went. Is he went and tried moment. to out. He went and tried to outdo the kid. Like this is like, this is his moment. And dad's done up more than more than John Moran. <laughs> and I get it. Dad was supposed to go play professional basketball. Found out his wife is pregnant with a baby, and says, "You know what? I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to be a pro basketball player, and I'm going to raise my son." And now Jaw has been living his dad's dream, and so he's like, "Hey, you know what, son? I am proud of you." For making it to the NBA, but I want to have my moment too that I gave up for you. So you know what? They're sharing this. He's like, "This is the fit I would have worn to my draft." <laughs> yeah, as if that's as far as it goes, I guess we'll give him a pass. But Dad was definitely appreciating his moment in the sun uh, last <laughs> night, as his son was supposed to be. But we'll we'll wrap things up with a little bit uh, of extra himself, Tyler Hero of Kentucky, the purple, black, and blue fo- floral suit. Uh, scale of one to ten, rate the drip. Yeah, I'm gonna give that one like a. I'm gonna give that one also a nine. Yeah, I'm with you because because it's like it was very textured and colorful and different, uh, but it was also like subtle in a way. You know, like it was floral, but it was a. It, it found a way to be subtle, and then the no socks look. Uh, I mean, people are on Twitter saying, "Yeah, dude looks like he's already the Miami plug." Very, very ready to hop in an Uber to live and like do it up. But I thought it was very on brand. It looked sharp. It was, I I liked it a lot. I I shouldn't be doing the the white basketball player to white basketball player comparison. But since he's going to Miami, all I could think was how long until he gets a Birdman neck tap. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Such a plot twist. (laughs) I need that man back in my life. She is Madeline Burke uh, of SI and you can check her out on 
uh, the New York Giants. She is a content machine. She has been everywhere across all of the platforms uh, over the past couple weeks for the NBA draft, and we greatly appreciate uh, her letting us waste some of her time here on this Friday. Appreciate you stopping by, Madeline. Thanks so much for having me, Buck. All right. Greatly appreciate Madeline Burke for stopping by. Excellent insight and analysis on the production that was the NBA draft. You guys know that I like to play uh, Rate the Drip here on the show. And and the NBA draft is is emblematic of dripping or tripping. And I think that there was a good deal of tripping last night uh, at the uh, at the production at the Barclays Center between all the prospects that ended up uh, becoming the future stars of the NBA. But uh, before we get out of here, as is our custom, this being a light, late-arriving Friday edition of the 615 Sessions, we will be back on our normal schedule on Tuesday. Uh, but Tuesday is a special day for us here on the 615 Sessions and a special announcement that we are prepared to make, uh, which could be disastrous and could blow up in our faces because I do not like to pre-promote things that we do for the, for the same reason that I didn't want to pre-promote Ty Bentley because we had to reschedule him for this coming Thursday, but uh, yours truly, uh, Buck Rising, will be on a bus here in Nashville with a couple of boys, uh, a boy or two, as it turns out, on Tuesday, and we will be live streaming that from the A to Z sports platforms on Twitter and Facebook. You have that correct. You guys have asked for it. Uh, You have asked them, and you have asked me when I would be stopping by the bus to go bussing with the boys, and it will be, in fact, happening on this Tuesday. It has been so confirmed to me. I have the location of said bus, and I will be making my way out there Tuesday afternoon, so make sure that you are following us at A to Z Sports uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, because we will, be, we will be pumping out plenty of content live streaming from the bus on Tuesday, so you have that to look forward to. I'm very excited. It could end in total disaster, uh, but in all likelihood, it will be tremendous because those guys are funny. Uh, I'm I'm uh, fun to make fun of, and I'm sure they will rip me ad nauseum as I so deserve, but we will have a good time with it, and I greatly appreciate the boys for being willing to let me on said bus. So look forward to that Tuesday. Uh, Ty Bentley coming up on Thursday. Laura Oakman of uh, NFL on Fox, the sideline reporter that you guys have seen uh, for many, many years who has been uh, doing exceptional work for Fox Sports. Uh, She will be a guest the following week. It's just, you know, it's just what we do here on the 615 Sessions. We get good guests. We get good content. I have many connections uh, around uh, professional sports, not just in football, even though my primary function is to cover the Tennessee Titans for you. Uh, And I'm very happy to share my conversations with my friends across sports and make this a fun uh, platform and and a fun community for you guys to be a part of. So that's a humble brag saying that I know more people <laughs> than most, but it, uh, it, makes for good, it makes for a good show, uh, and we're happy to bring it to you, and I'm happy that I get to share uh, my conversations with my friends with you. So that being said, on a Friday, uh, we're going to get the hell out of here. Uh, many thanks to Madeline Burke of SI and the New York Giants for being willing to stop by and waste some of her time. I'm sure she's exhausted after all the work that she's been doing. Thanks, of course, to the boys, Austin Stanley and Zach Bingham, live streaming A to Z Sports uh, in the morning weekdays, 8 to 9 a.m. is where you can find them on Facebook Live and Periscope, Nashville's on-demand sports talk show. It would not be possible without them. Uh, Thanks to you guys who rate, review, and subscribe to our little podcast, Five Stars, 
on those ratings wherever you are rating the podcast. Four stars simply makes you a hater. Uh, That being said, I'm Buck Rising, reminding you to stay hot, Nashville. We'll talk to you Tuesday right here on the 615 Sessions, brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.